Hearing an accurate understanding of our own experience coming from another person articulated in their words can be thrilling, especially when we're feeling alienated in a social setting. Suddenly, someone is seeing us as we are, and that experience momentarily breaches the barrier that we feel between us and the world. To be seen is an amazing thing. Welcome to the Life in Paradise podcast, the show about creating a life you never need a vacation from. You'll gain inspiration from those who have done it before as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to live your dream life in paradise. With your host, attorney-turned-alchemist, Dawn Fleming. Today, I'm thrilled to kick off the first segment of the monthly book review for this podcast. And... I am excited to share the topic that we are going to discuss today. We're in the first quarter. Our theme for the first quarter is health. And the topic today is the secret to living a happier, healthier, and longer life. And the book I've selected to review this month is The Good Life, Lessons from the World's Longest Scientific Study of Happiness by Robert Waldinger and Mark Schultz. And it highlights the most recent findings of the Harvard study of adult development, which followed the lives of two generations of individuals from the same families for more than 80 years. It is the longest, most extensive study on happiness that's ever been done. And the findings are really a roadmap to what we can all do to improve the quality of our lives. So I can't cover the whole book, obviously, but I want to hit some of the highlights and hopefully entice you to take a deeper dive um, into the lessons that this book teaches us. In this episode, you're going to learn the following. Number one, the importance of curiosity in fostering good relationships. Number two, the idea that our age doesn't matter when it comes to making changes to improve our relationships and our social safety net. And three, the best way to stay motivated to implement long-lasting change. And four, a really helpful tool to evaluate the level of support you're currently receiving from the most important relationships in your life. And in the show notes, I have a link to grab a copy of the book if you so desire. All right, let's get started. So as it turns out, the main premise of the book is the the best thing that we can do to live a happier, healthier, and longer life is good relationships. It's more important than losing weight. It's more important than stopping smoking. It's conclusively proven that good relationships are the key. We're going to, in a little bit, we're going to go through the uh, exercise. They call it an x-ray tool that they use in the book. And um, I'm just going to cover, go over it briefly. So you'll definitely want to grab a copy of the book if you want to um, do the full exercise. One of the keys to establishing good relationships, maintaining good relationships, is to be a good listener. We all like to be heard and seen. And I've 
learned this. I've taught this in, you know, networking uh, situations when you're, you're meeting somebody new in a business context. The listening part is really, really important and being present for the person who is speaking. And in the uh, book, they talk about the role of curiosity. How can you be a good listener? Well, the best way is to be very curious about what the other person has to say. And by demonstrating that, you know, deep, genuine curiosity about what they're saying, what they've been experiencing, really is an important key to building good, lasting relationships. Really helps us understand the other person's point of view and their experiences. And and it really is beneficial to you as the listener to ask you know, questions about the details. Maybe they say something and you ask for a clarifying question, but it really uh, helps them. Just recently, I saw the movie Avatar 2, and we know from even Avatar 1 that the locals say is, I see you. Hearing an accurate understanding of our own experience coming from another person articulated in their words can be thrilling, especially when we're feeling alienated in a social setting. Suddenly, someone is seeing us as we are, and that experience momentarily breaches the barrier that we feel between us and the world. To be seen is an amazing thing. And we want to be seen, we want to be heard. And so what this study has really demonstrated is the power that that really has in strengthening and solidifying those relationships. Another related topic to this uh, idea of, of present conversation is the role of social media. And uh, they, they talked about it briefly. I'm going to hold off on that discussion here because next month I have a book that goes much deeper into the role of uh, social media and the way our electronic conversation has changed the way we work with each other, um, with the way we interact with each other. And I think it's an important topic. So I have an exciting book for you next month that's going to go deeper into this communication topic. One result the study found was that those who were most satisfied in their relationships at age 50 were the healthiest, both mentally and physically, later on at age 80. And we often think, well, I'm an introvert or I'm an extrovert. I like to talk to people. I don't like to talk to people. But the reality of it is, those behaviors can be changed. We can learn new skills when it comes to uh, interacting with others and broadening our relationships, deepening our relationships. In other words, it's a skill that can be learned. And specifically, as an example, the study uh, talks about a gentleman by the name of Andrew who had attempted suicide at age 45, was not very happy into his late 60s, and then lost his eyesight. And so uh, the work that he had done was no longer possible. He was in a toxic marriage, but then began to go to a therapist. And the therapist said, hey, have you ever thought about uh, leaving your wife? And he uh, decided that he would move into an apartment by himself. They did not divorce, but 
he did separate from her and then found a new group of friends at a health club, uh, went to exercise and he met people there at the gym. I, I have to laugh because my husband used to do the same thing. He, he would go at certain times. There was like this little men's group that hung out at the gym on equipment. But after three months, he knew everyone at the club and had more friends in his life than he had ever had. And they had a lot of things in common, love for old movies, and started having get-togethers to watch movies. And then uh, a couple of years later, on the study questionnaire, they had asked if he ever felt lonely. Now that he was living alone, yes, he was. But when then when they asked him how ideal his life was on a scale from one to seven, he circled seven, which was close to ideal. So even though he felt lonely, his life was so full and rich that he almost couldn't imagine it getting any better. After that, eight years later, he was still close with many of those same friends and had even expanded his social circle even further and it expressed that he it had really changed his life. Now he's in his 80s and he's uh, when asked how often he had left his home to see others, where before he had answered never, now it was daily. So because our circumstances in life um, are so different over time. It's hard to make general statements about you know what is or isn't possible, but certainly uh, we do live in a, a world where we hunger deeper human connection. And sometimes we feel alone and adrift in our life and the reality of it is we do have the power to change it and it's never too late. That's their message. Um, to building and fostering relationships, deepening relationships later on in life. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com www.castellitocaribe.com We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm so happy to have you with me for the Life in Paradise podcast. I love our listeners and fans and we'd love to show our appreciation for you supporting the show. So please head over to lifeinparadisepodcast.com where you can find free resources mentioned in the show and also register for our gifts, prizes, and swag. I'd also love to hear from you. So there's a place on that page to submit your questions, comments, and requests so I can serve you better. And if I answer your question on the show, we'll send you a free gift. One thing I want to share, because it's so related to the work that I do, is they talk about the that there's a whole field of research that is dedicated to human motivation, why we make the decisions we do, why people can change, others can't seem to do so. And 
I want to uh, highlight what they, one of the, the things that they discovered is the research shows that the key to motivating change is recognizing the difference between where we are now and where we would like to be. And when you get clear about defining these two states, your point A and your point B, it creates a type of energy that really helps us move forward and take those initial steps, in particular, that difficult first step to making change. And that, they say, is one of the reasons that they included this cool tool in their book to help us look at the relationships that we have, where they're at now, and where we would like them to be. And by identifying that gap, it can really help us move forward to turn them into the type of relationships that we want. Another thing I found fascinating in this study, this book that that gives the latest research on the study, is an old, old concept from the Bible, tis better to give than receive. And as it turns out, there's a ton of scientific research that this is absolutely the case. The the, um, idea of generosity, you know, getting what we give, karma, the law of reciprocity, what you put out there comes back to you tenfold, sometimes they say, right? Well, as it turns out, helping others benefits us as the giver. And I've seen this actually firsthand. And I'm going to take the next episode and use actually my mom, who I had uh, was delighted to spend two weeks with, uh, which I've never done, uh, just her and I, in using her almost as a case study, living that good life and having those strong relationships And my stepdad just passed away last October, so she's alone now, uh, really for the first time in her life at age 80. She just turned 81, and I was there for her birthday. But she's really um, created this uh, rich, happy life, and it involves so many of the components of what they talk about in this book. And I think uh, when we see these a real-life example, it can really help us see what what moves that we need to make. So I'll be excited to share some of those uh, observations with you. And so before we wrap up, I want to uh, cover a little bit about this exercise that they they talked about in the book, this tool in taking a look at our relationships because they are central to our happiness, our health, our Longevity, and in short, as the book says, these relationships are good relationships are central to our health and well being as human beings. And so we need to pay attention to them just like we do, you know, exercise or eating well or the other things that we consider healthy in our lives. So just starts with a simple list. You um, make a list of the, the people closest to you in your life. You know, they say you become the sum of the five people you hang around the most. So it could be friends, it could be family, it could be spouses, it could be kids. But just um, make a list of these folks and take a look at, you know, what what is the 
thing, the aspect of relationships by the relationship with this person. So, for example, safety and security. There may be some folks in your life that that make you feel safe and secure. And it could be a spouse. Um, it could be, I remember I had, a, when I was living alone after my divorce, I had a, a roommate who was a former Marine and I rented out a couple bedrooms in, in my house and the, the back bedroom was mine and the front bedroom was his. And I always, that was a relationship that gave me a sense of safety and security because he was about 300 pounds, great big, tall, you know, strapping guy. And I, he was a good friend in addition to a roommate, but I got a lot of safety and security from that relationship. Another category, learning and growth. Who in your life is uh, satisfying that need for us to learn and grow, right? We're either growing or we're dying. There's no such thing as a status quo. So is there someone in your life that is helping you in that area to continue to learn and grow? What about emotional closeness? And a confidant, do you have a, a best uh, girlfriend or guy friend who you can tell anything to? And, you know, maybe it's a spouse. Um, I, I feel that uh, with my husband. Or uh, you could have more than one uh, person in these different categories, these different types of support that you we, we want to have in our life. What about um, your identity? affirmation and shared experiences. Now this, maybe this is uh, something like a, a brother or sister, right? Your shared experience, you grew up together, or I have some cousins that I'm really close to. And they, you know, kind of affirm that, that identity, who I am. Again, best friends can do this as well, but hopefully there's somebody in your life that you get that part, that aspect of relationship uh, filled. Romantic intimacy, this is a very important part as well. Uh, you know, hopefully you have a partner or a spouse that fulfills that. If not, um, maybe that's that's something that is uh, on your dream board. You want to manifest that. Help um, both information and practical. Who can you turn to when you need help finding information or uh, practical help? And and I'm this is a, a fun area. I'll talk about with my mom. She, there's just so many folks that she can call on for help. I was a little concerned about her living on her own now at uh, 81 years old. And after spending the time with her and seeing the network that she has in place, I'm not worried about that at all. And then the last category is fun and relaxation. You know, if you want to just have a fun play day, who can you call? Do you have more than one person that you can call and say, hey, let's just go out and play? Um, because that is a big part of our well-being, right? Our, our health and well-being is to be able to play and have fun. So this is just, a, like I said, a little tool with, uh, that you can just kind of make a list and, and uh, go through these different categories and see who fulfills which role. And maybe if there's a gap somewhere, uh, maybe you don't have somebody that's really pushing you to learn and grow. Like maybe that's where you want to go. Maybe it's a, joining a book club and being able to find somebody like that um, who's, who's going to you know, kind of push us a little bit. But it uh, is definitely a, a worthwhile uh, endeavor to, to invest into these things. And I want to leave you with a quote from uh, 
chapter five, and it talks about attention to relationships and that being your best investment. And the chapter opens, imagine you began your life with all the money you'll ever have. The instant you were born, you were given one account, and any time you had to pay for something, it's come out of that account. You don't need to work, but everything you do costs money. Food, water, housing, and consumer goods are as expensive as ever, but now even sending an email requires some of your precious funds. Sitting quietly in a chair and doing nothing also costs money. Sleep costs money. Everything you encounter requires you to spend money. But the problem is this. You don't know how much money is in the account. And when it runs dry, your life is over. And what they uh, say, you know, this is obviously a fantasy situation, but they said, what if you substitute that concept for time? Because that's really what we have. We have a finite account with time in it. And we get that when we're born and we don't know how long it's going to last. And I think if we think about our relationships that way, it can really uh, spur us to, to be mindful about how we spend our time and making sure we invest it wisely. Because unlike money, once our time is gone, it's gone forever and we never get it back. Thanks for tuning in to the Life in Paradise podcast. Did you love this episode? If so, we'd love for you to follow, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to tune in every week for more inspired insights and wisdom to create your somebody pinch me reality. And until next time, dream big and act on it daily.